Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. Honestly, I talk to customers all the time about that very subject, and they'll say, oh, yeah, an arborist came out and said, we need to tear those out. Oh, so-and-so, a horticulturist came and said, we need to tear those out. And it's like, guys, no, stop. I've got a lady in uh, New Mexico, and I'm going to sound like a politician. Ah. I know this lady in New Mexico, (laughs) and she's got... uh, some really unique like 40 foot tree in her front yard and the arborist came out and said oh you got to tear that out it's it's not doing well she bought two root quenchers and she doesn't have an irrigation system Mm -hmm. she just goes out once a week and waters for i think 20 minutes when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home there is a lot to know but we've got you covered this is around the house Welcome to Around the House Show. This is where we talk about everything around your house every single week. Thanks for joining us today. I'm over at the site of the National Hardware Show where, man, all the stuff that you see in the stores out there, this is where people go to find them. And I have an amazing product for you today. This is going to solve a bunch of your problems outside, and I'm very impressed. I am sitting here in the Root Quencher booth, and I've got the founders right here. Go ahead and start out, Robert. Welcome to Around the House, my friend. Thank you, Eric. Happy to be with you today. Oh, man. You and your wife, Maria, this is going to be great. Hi, nice Eric. to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. All right. We're going to be talking about what you guys are doing here because great example at my house. I have 300-year-old fir trees, and they have destroyed my driveway because they're looking for water. And I've got... I'm going to have to repave the whole thing because they've pushed up going across the surface and you have the perfect solution for this kind of thing. Let's talk about root quencher. You bet. Thanks, Eric. Well, I mean, our our story began very simply is uh, we live in Pasadena and my parents' home that they built in 1964, mid-century modern house. Oh, beautiful, man. (laughs) Beautiful. But they did an amazing job on the landscaping as well. So they've got grapefruit trees and orange trees and lemon trees and all kinds of things and we'd not been happy the last few years in fruit production Mm -hmm. and we could tell that the trees were stressed and didn't know what to do so we called an arborist the arborist came out and said he said you're gonna have to tear these trees out they're they're at end of life that's insane so we had a horticulturist come out and they told us the same thing man so pretty depressing you know my parents having planted those uh you know the year before i was born all that kind of stuff so yeah. a lot of emotion but also i mean the cost of replacing all those trees man wow because you got to go in there cut them down tear all the roots out basically regrade that and start over and then the expense of buying trees yeah and you're looking at i mean unless you're going to go from seedlings you're talking about you know, eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars for a four-foot tree. Yeah, depending on the variety. 
Yeah, and you don't want to be waiting 10 years to get fruit, right? I mean... No, exactly. That's the brutal part. So, I'm not exactly sure how it started, although it was probably just me trying to find a project to keep myself out of trouble. I, which, I got uh, those. Maria, Maria likes those. Yeah. You know? And I started doing all kinds of crazy things with the irrigation. Actually, true story, so crazy over the years that I had a gardener quit. <laughs> he said, I am not going to deal with all this nonsense. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So it was kind of funny. I said, this is my, my, this is my laboratory right here. Yeah. You know? So over the course of the next year, we kind of developed an early prototype of the root quencher that was basically just bringing water deep down to the roots, you know, getting rid of all the spray heads and all that kind of stuff. And the next season, we had crazy fruit production and the trees started perking up and we're like, forget those guys. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Then we started playing around with organic fertilizers on top of that nice because we'd always these had always been chemical based trees sure you know that's what you had right yeah it's old school so we got a great organic fertilizer and then we saw even more fruit production and more health so that was kind of the beginnings of the root quencher and watering under the surface well, it makes so much sense because so many times you see sprinklers going and you've got maybe clay soil or a harder pack soil and you're putting so much water down and it's running to the low point because water loves to go to the low point. And it makes no After seeing this, it's like, wait a minute, you're putting the water where it has to be, not trying to hope Mother Nature gets it where it could be. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean... Yeah, it, no, and honestly, the biggest validation we've gotten from the... Um, social media trolls is, oh, well, I've been doing that for 20 years. I stuck a PVC pipe in the ground. And my comment to them is, awesome, good job. Because that's exactly what you need to do. The difference is we've actually made a commercial device that, you know, is adjustable from 9 to 22 inches. It has a flow control valve on it. And you can fertilize in it. So it's a lot more formal than just a pipe in the ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody could try to put something together, but this has design, science, and stuff behind it to actually make it work versus somebody getting the drill and a yeah. piece of PVC pipe out of the back of the truck. And exactly. if it was that simple, that you'd be making that and sending it out, right? I mean, yeah. it's that crazy. But let's talk a little bit about what this does and how it works for the people out there listening because, you know, obviously it's putting water down, but... Let's talk about the benefits of that and how that really works because this is a great solution. I mean, if you're a anybody from an arborist to a landscaper to anybody out there, you could have these in the back of your truck. Yeah, and honestly, that's uh, just to finish the story on the yeah. whole thing is we didn't obviously, from the story you've heard, we didn't set out to create a product and go to market. Sure. And I remember sitting down with Maria and talking about it and praying about it and you know, agonizing over and saying, because I've always wanted to have a product. Sure. But I didn't, definitely didn't set out to create this product. But we realized, you know, this is a natural because it gives homeowners, landscapers, gardeners, everybody access to the roots in such a unique way and such a sustainable long way, meaning you're going to have that same access 20 years from now. Because this right? plastic has, I think it's got a 300-year life, something yeah. like that. 
Perfect. So to be able to access it gives the the cap gives ventilation you know, oh, through these yeah. holes so that air can flow naturally to the roots. And then the watering and fertilizing is just crazy good. That's insane. And so, you know, water is such a huge issue out there, especially for like you guys in Southern California. And even up in my area where I live in the Portland, Oregon area, everybody, oh, it always rains up there. Yeah, but my water bills are insane because they get you for every gallon of water that's coming out of the mountains. You pay a ton for it. This here saves so much water because you're putting it where it needs to be and you're not having to blow it out all over everywhere and waste it because there's no place for the water to go but into the roots. It's not going to all burn off on the hot day. Well, and let's not just talk about the fact that, you know, between 30, 30 and 50% of water that goes out of spray heads evaporates. Yeah. So I'm calling it 50 because the spray heads I've seen, crazy evaporation. Yeah. But beyond that, you're using the water so much more efficiently in the ground that I think I water for less time, less volume of water. I'm saying it's 60 or 70% savings on water, and your trees are healthier. Well, you saw that, yeah. I mean, that you cured yeah. your own problem with that by putting right. that in. And, and if you think about it, no offense to the, to the arborists and the horticulturalists out there, but when there's not something on the market that was an answer for them, they, it's, it's new to them, right? So you came out with a product and like, oh, there was the problem. Think of how many orchards have been pulled out for that reason that they could have gotten decades more of life out if they would have just put a product in and fixed it. Honestly, I talk to customers all the time about that very subject and they'll say, oh yeah, an arborist came out and said, we need to tear those out. Oh, so-and-so horticultures came and said, we need to tear those out. And it's like, guys, no, stop. I've got a lady in uh, New Mexico, and I'm going to sound like a politician. Ah. I know this lady in New Mexico, <laughs> and she's got uh, some really unique uh, 40-foot tree in her mm-hmm. front yard. And the arborist came out and said, oh, you got to tear that out. It's, it's not doing well. She bought two root quenchers. And she doesn't have an irrigation system. Mm-hmm. She just goes out once a week and waters for, I think, 20 minutes. She's shown me the pictures. I go, yeah, let's try 20 minutes. Let's take a look at how he's doing. And we talked to him like, you know, like yeah. he's a person, as he should be. And I got her some, or, or she got some organic fertilizer from mm-hmm. my place. Um, and I have not gotten an update from her, but I know he was turning the corner and nice. looking better. And they said, cut him down. Yeah. You're saving so many trees on that that are just yeah. unnecessary. So let's talk about how this applies. Do you do one per tree, two per tree? Is it depending on the size? How does that actually kind of work out? Typically, it's dependent on the soil. Okay. So if you've got really good soil where you know the water's going to move, because there's something called capillary action. Exactly. And when the water flows in here, and we've got it actually on our uh, YouTube site, mm-hmm. we built a chamber like this and demonstrated the capillary action where you pour water in this and it actually moves out and even moves up. Nice. So it's kind of cool because the water molecules attach to the dirt molecules, yeah. if you will, for we'll lack keep of a it technical. That, we'll keep it that way. I yeah, like it. dirt molecules, and it moves very nicely. Yeah. Obviously, clay soil doesn't do that well. Yeah. 
Um, sand but, goes the opposite way where it just drops out of nowhere. Sand is just dropping down, right. So if you can get that right balance of sandy, loamy soil, amended soil, things like that, then you can use one for, you know, a decent-sized tree with a root ball of, say, you know, six feet. Okay, maybe. Decent size. Um but I definitely recommend we have some larger um, carrot woods mm-hmm. that we put even up to four. Yeah. Because the root zone is, I don't know, 25 feet, yeah. something like that. So we're dribbling a little bit of water in all those areas. And I'll tell people, too, you know, with oak trees and pine trees, they don't need a lot of water. You can actually kill them yeah. with too much water. Exactly. So I'll tell people, you know, be, oh, I got to get it, got to get it two root quenchers and then i go just relax Slow down. <laughs> chill because you can go the opposite way with these things and give them too much water so it's a, and it's it's one of those things people ask me well how much water should you use and and all that and it's like it's it's an iterative process i mean you've got to be in tune with your plants and trees and i say that this is a a family and relationship builder beyond deep watering because you have to go out and look at your trees and look at your plants and say, you know, how are you doing today? What's going on? <laughs> you know, are, are your leaves curling up yeah. from too much water? Are they, what, what's happening with yeah. them? Yeah. It's like you got to go out and go, hey, I think I need to buy you a drink. And there we go. Because, like, for instance, at my house, you know, I've got the 300-foot-tall almost, you know, 300-year-old trees out there. They're only about 120 feet tall, but they seem they're big. I mean, I, it's as wider as this booth. That's cool. It's cool. It's fun. But something like that, you have to be careful because you're right. I could completely overwater that thing. And those, I mean, the, the cool thing about trees is however tall they are, their taproot usually goes that deep or deeper. So if there's a good water table in the area, which I think in Oregon yeah. there is pretty much. Yeah. But in California, we actually have a we have a 30-foot tall carrot wood that almost died on us a couple of years ago. Because it was, it's surrounded by grass, and the grass was sucking up all the water, and the carrot wood said, hey, whoa, it's really hot, and the water table, I'm quite sure that tree was four feet tall when I was a kid. Wow. And I tried to cut it down. (laughs) And uh, I'm pretty sure the taproot is, you know, 30, 40 feet down. Yeah. But the water table is non-existent in California, or it was up until a month ago. Yeah. And that's crazy. So you think about that, that you would think that you could set that tree and forget it. It's going to be fine. And next time it rains or that you're watering the lawn. But yeah, that lawn can steal so much water out of that environment. That makes sense. Especially if you've got sandy soil or one of those things as well, because that can really, really get you too. because you get that really, you know, builder comes in, for instance, they come in and put that top layer. Of, okay, it's sandy soil. It's horrible. I'm going to go drop six inches of the topsoil, throw the sod down, and walk out the door. That tree doesn't have much of a chance with that kind of situation because now you've got grass and soil, but those roots are now trying to go up and find it, right? So how deep does this go again? So this starts off at nine inches, which is good, by the way, for... Uh, a lot of even bigger bushes. Mm-hmm. We have it in between uh, Texas Privet. Okay. I don't know if you have Privet in Oregon. Not but, as much, but yeah, it's yeah. there. Um, it's great in between every other bush. Okay. So uh, water, watering the roots, and the roots are are uh, on a Privet is about 9 to 12 inches mm-hmm. deep. So the 9 inches is perfect. 
Yeah. Uh, we have it on holly bushes, which have a lot deeper roots. Okay. So we're down, I think, to 18 inches, something like that. And then we've got them on all of our fruit trees at 22 inches. Wow. Taking the water all the way down. And we're having some interesting discussions now with people because we've planted a bunch of new fruit trees. And they said, people say, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to put this thing at nine inches right next to the root ball. And in a year, I'm going to move it. And I'm probably going to keep moving it out until the tree is six feet, seven feet tall, right? We've got to design the puller. For the root question. I was going to say. Because right now it's a pickaxe <laughs> and uh, and some uh, back muscles. Yeah, that, that's a lot of work. But yeah. well, that's but that also tells you how well, because of the design of this thing, it's something you're going to get in the hole and it's going to stay there. And then you can hook this up into a regular sprinkler system then, right? And control it that way. So, yeah, this has got a half-inch female NPT connection. Okay. So drip irrigation has the fitting for that. Perfect. Half inch PVC has the fitting for it. Three quarter inch PVC. It's as standard as it gets. It's as as standard and generic as it gets, exactly. And uh, then, like I said, on the inside, there's a flow control valve. There we go. There's the secret right there. It goes from about zero to, and and it depends on, it really depends on how much you have on the system. Yeah. I did my original calculations based on just the root quencher, and they were wacky high yeah but you put it in a drip line and it it works beautifully yeah because you're not trying to move that much volume the other important thing is directional plugs so if you're going to put it next to just one tree we design plugs that go in the holes to and obviously it doesn't completely block the water from coming out no but it forces it to flow out more on the other side Okay, so it's got these kind of teardrop-shaped holes for everybody listening, and these plugs go in there and plug that out, so then you can steer the water to the right direction. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that is well thought out. And I love how easily that adjusts. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of funny um, because, like, on this display, if you're not careful, I mean, the, honestly, the, the tooling and the design and everything of this is so precise yeah. And I can't, I, I learned more things in being involved in the tooling of this. So the, there's got to be a pitch on that thread so that it doesn't bind. Because yeah. I told him, I said, guys, we get this out in the field. I said, you can't have people muscling this to get it to the right spot. You got dirty hands, you got soil, you got everything in there that's going to try to fight you along the exactly. way. Because it's not that scientific environment out there this has been kicking around somebody's truck for a little bit probably and now you got to go put it out there and you're right i have not seen a composite like this that is machined like that that literally i pick it up lightly with my hand and it self-adjusts you know the way that it fits together the double threading on out here and inside of this um it's just really really exceptional yeah that is really seriously built to last. Recycled ABS plastic. So we switched that. Some people that may find our stuff from a year ago will see it used to be white. Okay. And part of what I wanted to do, and because some people have given me some grief about shoving a big piece of plastic in the ground, I go, fine, I'll make it recycled. There you go. So this is all reground ABS plastic and uh, it only comes in black. If you're put to me, if you're putting a tool in the ground that's gonna water, that's actually saving water. In my book, at least, whether it's recycled or not, it's awesome that it is. That's a tool that's saving water. It's better for the environment. 
and you're saving water for everybody else in the neighborhood as well. Yeah, agreed. And that's what's cool. So really, this is great for commercial buildings as well, right? So you get those commercial where they got the tree lines on the, you know, on the on the parkway coming into the office complex or anything else. This is really good because when you've got those trees are out there, even for cities where you've got a curb and stuff and that's right into it where the half the root balls under the sidewalk, right? Oh, there's, you know, our mutual friend, Catherine. Yeah. We actually installed uh, one of these behind her pool. She has, somebody got the bright idea to plant a tree right next to her pool. Nice. Not sure whose idea. That's that was not a not good her. plan. Yeah. That was not her. But we went in there and we went on the other side of the tree, capped off all the spray heads and put a root quencher right next to her fence. So at least now the roots will be encouraged to go in that direction. So you're so right with your trees yep. and with other issues is there are so many ancillary benefits to the product because, yeah, you're encouraging deep root growth. You're encouraging healthy growth, good use of water, easy fertilizing. And, yeah, for cities, think about all the cities where you see the sidewalks popping up because they planted the tree. They literally probably dug a hole the size of the root ball. Yep, dropped are, it in. And don't understand why the roots are coming up for air. Yeah. And you put one of these next to them, and You're it's, saving it's sidewalks. No You're saving all this other stuff. Yeah. And uh, this is a much more cost-effective solution than that. And I exactly. like it with the, with the pool, though, because now you're trying to kind of steer those roots away from, because they're just looking for water. Yep. When they find it, they're like, cool, we have it. They're self-regulatory that way. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't want to put another pool in one day. That's, that saves you a $100,000 pool. Not a bad way to go. I, I'm feeling like Maria wants to say something to you. <laughs> Not really, but... Okay. <laughs> so you guys do a lot of fertilization with this as well. Yes, as far we do. As that. Uh, we put granules in there or organic um, liquid fertilizer. Nice. We also have a compost program on our... Our property, so oh. we do get the compost, put it in there, so that the um, nutrients from the compost goes directly to the roots. I hadn't thought of that. That is cool because that's big enough you can actually do that with. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! So now you're you're feeding that from that direction. All right. What's what's crazy about that is that I just did some compost treatment last week, mm-hmm. and I was checking before I left for the show, wondering, you know, oh, it probably hasn't moved very much, right? If you, if you wonder how well the root quencher works in distributing stuff in general, all the compost is gone. So that means it's, it, it's in the soil. It's right where you want it to be. I filled the whole thing up with Holy compost, smokes. and it's, uh, after a week, it's gone. So 18 inches of compost is now fed out to that tree. So all those microbials, that biology, all that stuff is now in the soil. That is impressive. I'm happy I'm not a betting man on that because I'd have said there's no way that could happen, but that's the beautiful part of that. Well, I'm sure it breaks down, right? So it's breaking down. You've got water, and then it's just going through that same capillary action all the way out there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. You guys have thought this out. You guys got a good thing on this, yeah. I got a, we got a good team, for sure. Absolutely. So what's next with this? I mean, you just started out. This is a very new company. All right. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about the junior then. Yeah, this junior So the Root Quencher Junior, we recognize that 
even just from a, a physical standpoint of this beast, is that for some smaller plants, it was a bit much. Yeah. And so we thought, well, you know, for for like azaleas and some other, you know, rhododendrons and things that are like kind of medium-sized plants, yeah. you know, their roots don't go down but four or six inches, something yeah. like that. Why don't we make something, why don't we make the junior size of this? So hence the root quencher junior. Same valve, same nut, same connection, same plugs. Oh, everything standard. This works for this. Okay, so really, when you're sitting here with this, as somebody that's an installer, you have one set of plugs. You've got one pipe thread fitting. It's all the same. You're just swapping out to that exactly that mini to get you into that junior category for those right plants. That way you don't have this big honker right there for, you're right, that would be overkill for a small, like three-year-old azalea. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I've been trying to think about you guys, you know, I always wanted to be a contractor. So I wanted to be a cool kid, (laughs) but but I wasn't. So Uh, I wanted to design products for the cool kids. There we go. So they would have them. There we go. This is brilliant. So, yeah, the junior, and they both have, we didn't really talk about this, but they both have drain holes at the bottom so that if water doesn't move out, it doesn't stagnate in there. Yeah. And the quencher has the same type of thing. Okay. Same holes in the bottom. That makes sense. And that way, you're still pushing that water, even if it's not getting really used. It's still going down, which, again, that can help that taproot or whatever else that's down there to, to get that over there. Exactly. Because you're still just pushing it down and letting gravity do its thing. Ooh, I now see Maria a spike. says she wants to talk about the spike. Let's talk about the spike, Maria. This is cool. This is the root quencher spike. Okay. This goes on your drip line. Oh. We have it on our hillside because a lot of the water, it's just rolling down and yeah. not going directly to the plants that we want it to go to. Yeah. So we developed this. So Robert had this tool that pierced the hole in the drip line, and then we had some stakes to hold it down, and then he had these little spray heads that would break. Right. So we developed something that took care of everything. Wow. It has this little thingamabob yep. thing yep. <laughs> that will pierce yep. your drip line. Just like any other drip tool that would right. do that. Yep. It'll hold your hose. Oh my gosh! Without the having spikes on there, oh. we can also the tops comes off. Okay. The water will swirl in here, mm-hmm. go down the chamber, and out to the roots. That is impressive. You can also um, fertilize in here with your liquid fertilization or fertilizer. Yep. And then the top of the spike. You can control the, the water flow as well. Jeez. So the tighter it goes, you know, obviously this. That is great for gardening. It is great for all that stuff. Yes. And no offense to the guys out there building the drip systems. Those spikes are horrible to deal with. They are. If you've got good soil and it's fairly loose and stuff out there, mm-hmm. they're bending over. They're doing dumb things. Right. And that is serious enough. When you put it there, it's not moving. It's not moving. Well, wow. I got to tell you, our competition, and I'm, I'm actually pretty passionate about this little guy because this, be. this is our newest invention, is that our competition is, and I've been using the competition for years. Yeah. And they've done a great job at creating something you can hammer the heck out of to get in the ground. 
But then you've got to punch a hole in the half-inch drip, put a quarter-inch coupler, then a quarter-inch line to the device, then you have to put a drip head on that and connect it, and then you're done. That's a lot of work. And you have, I mean, the drip, granted, the emitter will give you whatever amount of water you sure. want. But this is just like the rest of the devices that we have. It's it's interpretive, it's uh, integrated, it's, yeah. you know, it's all, it's part of, it's kind of like part of, it's a perfect fit, honestly, to... It is. To and the other products. And what's cool about this is, is like anything out in the field, when you're working on a project, something that is going to be durable and simple is always the easier way to go. Because like you said, you had, okay, I'm going to hook into the line. I got a fitting. I got to go over here. I got to have another fitting. I got to have some spikes. You have to go through all these steps where you have kind of one here. You have one motion of putting that hole in it, and now it's going in the ground. And it's going to stay there. You're not going to sit there and go, oh, the dogs moved into that. Dogs were running around the bushes. Now i got to go reset all those. Yep. You're not messing with that. That is way down in there. And what is that? Six inches down thing almost goes? Yeah. And I love the little micro holes in it for that. So for a drip system, that makes sense because you've got clean water and it works well. Do you want to tell them about the rest of it? But say you have a potted plant next to it. So you can... We have this little adapter. Yeah, it's a little 90-degree 90 90 yeah. adapter that goes in the bottom. So wow. not only are you getting your ground cover, but also your potted plants. Uh, that is so smart because now you've come up with that solution for all those pots. And again, you're getting the water down where it needs to be. Right. Where those emitters, I mean, they're up top. And they're but, spraying everywhere. Yeah, yeah they're, they're getting on the and side of the house. They're breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the problem with exterior, especially in an area like with you guys where the sun is just on it. You know, it, there's a lifespan to it out there. And these are so big and bulky in the right kind of way. And they clean. They look super clean when they're in there. You just see this little round top, right, when it's installed. So it's not as distracting as some of the other emitter systems out there. And you're putting it down in so you're using less water. Is that one size that you guys have for that, basically? It looks like it's kind of a one-fit. Yeah, you know what's interesting is, the again, I mean, the competition has, um, I think they have a six-inch stake or seven, eight-inch stake, something like that. And then they have varying degrees deep, as deep as, like, 24 inches. But this rounds out our product line because the small device is for the small things. Yep. The medium device is for the medium things. And the big device is for the big things. And that's it. There's not five sizes. There's not 10 sizes. There's not 27 different versions of it or 16. I mean, there are multiple ways to hook it up. Sure. But... It's a pretty simple product. And I, I personally found residential irrigation to be super complicated. I have, I have been, in a former life, I was a Rainbird trained designer. So I used to do sprinkler design. So I have done that way back in the day. And I tell you what, yeah. And they couldn't make it any more complicated. And I've sat through all those long classes and stuff 20 years ago. But this makes things so much more simple. Well, and you have, you know, 
everybody has Rainbird Orbit, Hunter, everybody. They yeah. have you know all the pressure regulating heads, which are cool, you know. And look, they've been they've been in it to win it for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Yep, actually Rainbird for Jeez. I think seventy years, yeah. something like that. But uh, you know, it's time it's time for a change. And I I was at we were at one of our original trade shows with an influencer mm-hmm. in the irrigation industry. And he goes, you know, it's it's kind of sad that it takes. Um, I'm talking out of school a little bit, that it takes a consumer to come and shake up the irrigation industry with a not really even new concept, to be honest with you, just trying to deliver something that makes sense and is efficient. Well, and for the contractor out there, which we have plenty to listen to the show, you have three products in your truck. I mean, and that's all you need. For every situation, like you said, you could have 20 with some of the other comp- competitors out there. That's way too much to manage. This here, you could literally have a small amount of stuff that does everything you need to do. That's brilliant. And I'll be honest with you. We love the contractors, too, and have all of our bulk packaging is with them in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, very simple and clean, not a lot of fluff and muss. Um, contractor pricing, yeah, you know, so that uh, not only are they making uh, you know a little bit of margin on the product, but they're making all the installation costs. And these are, you know, this is this will take an auger or a post hole digger. Sure. For the you big know, one. this is a trowel and stuff like that. But honestly, for the landscape and irrigation contractor. It, it, it puts them in a great spot with their customers because it's, I mean, it's not, they were saying, it's not cutting edge. It's not technologically, you know, revolutionary, even though I like to use the word because I do think it's kind of revolutionary. It absolutely it, is. It, it's, it's like it's a, it's a fresh set of ideas. It's a simple approach yeah. to a rather complicated problem. Well, and what's cool is, is that from the, from the contractor point of view, this is simple. You guys didn't make this hard. You have a couple ways to do it, and it's anybody can understand it, and you've got a product that's going to work, and you're saving labor for the end consumer. So they can go through, get it in there. It's, they're not sitting there messing with 20 parts, right? And, yeah. and, and, and you're there. So the consumer gets the savings for the ease of use, plus they put it in there once. And you could forget it. You might have to move it because a tree's getting larger or something like that. Yeah. But that's that's always going to happen. And it's good because you're steering those roots where you want to be. Well, and the differentiator, like we talked about before, is that the one size fits all for all the tree needs is kind of a big deal because right now, if you're an irrigation contractor or a landscape contractor, you have to order our competitor's product and you got to order the right size Ugh. because they have four or five different sizes and if you don't order the right size granted you know is the water still going to move sure but you won't have the flow controls you don't have the ability to to actually control where the water goes and and all you got to do is have a case of these on the truck yeah very simple simple. yeah so you guys have retail and you know for the consumer packaging then and then you've got the trade guys out there so you can keep those two happy Yep, we've got the simple, straightforward trade packaging. You get an instruction sheet with everyone. You get um, eight directional plugs with each root quencher. Perfect. And it's just uh, you know brown paper bag packaging. 
just like us, you know, us, well, those of us that think we're contractors and those who actually are contractors. Uh, no, I want to get my C27 license, actually. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I told her I want to, I want to do it. You could do it. Because I'm going, I mean, I do, go out and do some of the work now. Yeah. So. Yeah. California, it's a little hard. It takes a little time to get through there, but yeah. it can be done. But right now, I actually work under a buddy's contractor's license. So oh, cool. all of you out there know I'm doing it legally and legit. There we go. There we go. We'll when keep all the government people happy on that one, right? <laughs> exactly. But exactly. yeah. And the, we mentioned that it's all made in the USA. Ah, oh, there the we go. All the products are made home here run. in the United States. That is a huge home run. That is a huge home run because that's what's great. And as we know, right, we have had such a huge problem over the last three years of getting stuff in from overseas. Yes. You guys have such a greater control of things when it's made here in the United States because right. now you're not going, yeah, I got a container coming. Hold on. Seven months it'll be here, right? Right. Where you can go. Yeah. 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 And by the way, uh, I know the container was 1500 bucks to get here. By the way, it's 22000 Right. You yeah. know? And so yeah. that's the cool part, and it's American jobs. Yeah. And so we so, have some of it. Uh, done here in Nevada, nice. in Carson City, um, Valencia, California, wonderful, and Tracy, California. It's all put together and packaged and set shipped out from Hawthorne, California. Oh man, you guys! Yeah, that is something to be proud of. And where is it available? That's it's available on <laughs> HomeDepot.com and also on RootQuencher.com. Nice. Well, I love the Home Depot thing because you guys are now, and, and congrats on that, by the way, on getting it. That's a big deal because for a, a, a small family-run company to start to get into those guys, that's a behemoth. And it's great to see you guys jumping into that because that gets you that availability out there for people to be able to grab it. So, yeah, we actually uh, just landed in 104 Home Depot stores on the West Coast. Dude. A few stores in Utah, Nevada, California. And it's a test, obviously. Sure. Uh, so we're, we've already had some sales generated through HomeDepot.com. Yep. But we're excited to be definitely, you know, getting inducted into their family. Yeah. And uh, they're carrying the junior now online. Excellent. And we'll be working on getting that in stores as well. Okay, guys, so all of you listeners out there right now, make sure you go over and help these guys out because their sales from there helps them grow. So don't go over to Roof Quencher right now and buy it. Go to Home Depot and get it. Get these guys the sales because I know that makes a big difference in getting them to pay attention to you. So uh, do me a favor, do them a favor, and head over that direction for that business because we got to get these guys in every store across the country, right? I mean, that's what we want to do. So what have we not covered today, guys? We've talked in, in depth about this, but I know there's always something else out there. I do like that Made in America thing, though. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I mean, not that everybody cares for this, so you can cut it out if you want, but minority women-owned business is kind of a big deal. Of course. In this country. But I will tell you, having a woman at the helm that you can tell knows the product, runs the company, and does tell me... Oh, uh, no, we're not doing that. No, no, we are not doing that. <laughs> You're the boss. Yeah, I'm just the CEO. Wait a minute. You're the CEO. You're the CEO. That should say Robert Wrangler under there, too. That's for sure. <laughs> that That is for sure. So that's something that's special because I think, it is. you know, I, I know that um, 
you know, a lot of people would think about working with their spouse and and say that's a bad idea. Obviously, you guys are kindred spirits to us. Yep. Because <laughs> your wife is here as well. Absolutely. Um, and I think for us, you know, it's family. It's the relationship with our trees and plants. That counts. Sounds, sounds a little corny, but, you know, we have six kids and eight grandkids. Nice. So I think our dream that we hadn't talked about is that, you know, we're building something for the next generation. Yes. You know, is not just for everybody in America to be able to water and fertilize more efficiently, right. but for our own family to have something like a piece of us that kind of lives on and not from an ego standpoint, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I want my, I want both Elijah's. We have two grandsons that are Elijah, Nice. you know, Elijah and Malachi and, and Jacob and Mia and Isabella and Josh and, um, and, um, Dylan and you know Dude, all the, you got a house full. I think I did. It didn't seem like eight, okay. but anyway, you know we want a legacy. I mean, not not to force them into the business, but um, if there's interest, you know, we would love to have them involved and have something that kind of carries beyond us, or or at least pays for the rest home for us. Well, <laughs> well, seriously though, now you know that that family run business is something. I mean, that's what this country's made on is people coming in and creating this stuff. And that's the stuff I love to support as well because, you know, you guys are putting the, your heart and soul into this. You know, as business owners, it's like this is the hardest thing to do is to do what you guys are doing today because you have everything going against you, but you've created a, a very successful product that I think is just getting started out in the marketplace. And I will tell you, too, that the uh, very unique relationship with my day job makes this extra special too is all the people that support us at lithographics which is the printing company that i work for yeah in, in hawthorne california mm-hmm. uh they produce all the graphics for us uh they've done all the cgi work for us nice and uh i mean obviously i'm a customer so i pay for it yeah but uh that's why you have anything, them one of the best beautiful booths here with all that graphics yeah, well <laughs> yeah, there is that. But, you know, beyond that, um, they warehouse all the product, they assemble all the product, and they make sure every order ships out within 24 hours of receipt. Wow. Whether it's Home Depot, Shopify, or the website, yeah. or what have you. We have some direct suppliers as well, or direct distributors as well. Yes. So they handle all the distribution for all that. So Tony and Jessica do an amazing job for us and the girls. Man, that is cool, guys. All right, I think we've covered everything here today. Thank you for having me over here, guys. Honestly, this is an amazing product. You and I were talking a few weeks ago, and I'm like, this is cool. But now that I've had it in my hands, impressive stuff. Impressive stuff. All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. And also, make sure you head over to homedepot.com to grab this stuff or your local Home Depot if you're in that uh what are you, California, Nevada, Utah, kind of that whole area there? Yeah, I think we probably need to publish a list on our website of the stores and where to go. Yeah. Because it is very select stores. Yeah. But, but yeah. anyway, support these guys. That's what's great about this. And uh, you can really help these guys out. I'm Eric G, and you've been listening to Around the House.
It's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.